Thank you for listening to the Reclaim Podcast, and welcome to our very first episode. I'm excited to get this podcast going. There's messages on my heart that I really do want to share with anybody who's willing to listen. So again, I'm excited to start this. I have a message today entitled, It's a Process. But before I get into that, I do want to share a little bit what this podcast is going to include. Obviously, there are going to be encouraging messages that I hope will help you, but a little bit beyond that, I want this podcast to also have updates on our church, Reclaim Church. Me and my family have been sent by Praise Chapel Paramount to Huddo, Texas, and we're going to start Reclaim Church. We're really excited. We're praying and believing for the Lord to lead us and guide us in how He wants us to start this church. And something that we've realized, obviously, in ministry throughout the years is that God uses imperfect people to do His perfect will. And that's really the message that is in our hearts. That is really what we want for this church, is a church filled with people who understand that God is good and we really need Him. And a church that's desperate, desperately seeking His face. So before I get into that, I do want to share again, you're listening to the Reclaim Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the partners and donors of David Hernandez Ministries. You can help keep the Reclaim Podcast going by making a one-time donation or becoming a monthly supporter. You can do this by going to davidhernandezministries.com slash donate or calling 888-740-1110. Again, your support will help keep this podcast going, so we want to thank you for that. Um, I have a very great relationship with David Hernandez Ministries. I work with them, and that is my brother. So um, they are sponsoring this podcast, and we appreciate that a lot. So I do want to get into this message and the idea that God does use imperfect people to do His perfect will. When me and my wife first you know, we're given the news like they had asked us, hey, what do you think about starting this church in Texas? Of course, we were willing, we're excited to do anything for God, really. But anytime you're called by God to do something, I think the idea of, man, I don't think I'm good enough always comes into your head, or at least for me. I always I always second guess myself, man, I'm not, I don't think I'm the one for this job. I don't think I'm the one for that call. I don't think I'm the one that God can really use because In reality, I look at my life and I realize that I'm not perfect, that there's a lot of flaws in my life that I still need to overcome, and I'm sure that a lot of you can relate with me. See, even in my personal life, when I look at my kids, you know, my kids are great, I love my kids, but I realize that I'm not a perfect parent, that I need help. I have a lot of flaws in my parenting. I look at my marriage, of course, I love my wife, and I'm so thankful that God has been doing a great work in our marriage since we've gotten married. But the truth is that our marriage still has problems and there's still some things that we need to overcome as a married couple. I look at my life and my personal issues, my personal problems, and I realize that I have them. I have a lot of flaws, but I'm just grateful to be used by God in any way He chooses. And I understand that I may not be qualified, but I'm called. See, I know my issues. I know the problems that I have, and I know that I need to deal with them. See, I think the worst thing when it comes to flaws is when we try to hide them. When we ignore our flaws, a lot of us have them, but our first thought is, man, how do I hide them? How do I cover them up? Because the truth is, we're not really worried about what God thinks. We're going to say, man, I don't want God to see my flaws. I don't want God to see my problems because we know that he already sees it all. He already knows us all. We really try to hide our flaws so that other people won't see them because we're worried about what others think. But this is the truth is that If God sees you as you are, what does it matter what anybody else thinks? What does it matter what anybody else says? Why should we worry about what people think about us when God already knows who we are? And if God has called you just as you are, then that is all of the validation that you need. Obviously, God shows our calling and He shows our potential 
in the eyes of our leaders, our pastors, those that we trust. So yes, it's important to, to get help from others and it's important to hear opinions. But don't let opinions of people keep you from pursuing the calling of God. Because God already sees every problem that you have. He sees every issue that you have. And again, He's calling you anyway. See, Jesus loves you now just as you are. Jesus loves us with every issue that we bring with us. He calls us with every issue that we already have. All the baggage that comes on, to this, comes on in our lives. He already knows all that. And He loves you so much that He calls you even while you're in that position, in that state. But He loves you enough to not leave you there. See, God wants to call you, yes, with your flaws, but He wants to call you out of the flaws and teach you and give you grace to overcome them. He does not want to leave us the way that we are, and I'm so grateful for that. In Luke chapter 5, verse 30, it says, The Pharisees and the scribes begin grumbling at His disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? They're saying, Jesus, why are you hanging out with all these people with so many problems? Why are you hanging out with all these people with so many flaws? He said to them, He said, It is not those who are well who need a physician, but those who are sick. See, Jesus, I'm, He came for those not who were righteous, who were perfect, or who were well. He came for those who were broken, who were hurting, who were lost, and who realized that they needed a Savior. And I believe that's you and that's me today as we, as we look at our lives and say, man, I need help. See, Jesus is willing to put in the work. He calls you right where you are and says, man, I'm going to help my child through the process of life. I'm going to help him through the process of discipleship and the process of growth. I remember when I would bring my son around all my family or my friends and they would they would spend time with him, and he would be obviously, and you know, he would be smiling, he'd be laughing, he'd be having a great time, not really crying, not really throwing a fit. But I remember a moment when I was holding him and I was trying to calm him down. He was crying and throwing a fit over something, and I remember holding him and just thinking about the privilege that I have to help my son through the process of life. That there's always going to be moments of failure, that there's always going to be flaws in his life, but I, I'm able to be there with him, and I'm privileged to help him through this process. So if me, being just a regular father, would think that about my son, I can only imagine what God thinks about us. When he looks at our lives and says, man, you know what, I know that person is flawed. I know they have problems, but, but I'm excited to help them through the process. I'm excited to work with them and to teach them and to help them to grow. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, it says, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. See, Jesus is not only going to start a work in our lives, but He intends to finish it. And it's a process. It takes time. Look at, look at this in Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 and 20. It says this, Now as Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, He saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And He said to them, Follow Me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed Jesus. Peter had no idea what was about to happen to his life. I don't think he realized the greatness that had just entered into him and the idea that God had just called him and, and completely he's going to completely change everything. He's taking him from his old life to this new exciting life. He's going to follow Jesus and watch signs, miracles, and wonders be done. But I don't think Peter realized what God was doing and what was going to happen. But, but Jesus did. Jesus knew that Peter was going to be a man that required a lot of work. He's going to be a man that made a lot of mistakes. He's going to be a man that said and did things that he shouldn't he shouldn't say or do. But Jesus called him anyway. And I think Jesus was willing and ready to work with Peter through the process of life, teaching him how to be a man of God, teaching him how to do the right thing, how to love others, and how to be obedient to the Father. 
Jesus knew the beginning and the destination. He knew that there would be a moment of confrontation in Peter's life. And we see that in Matthew chapter 26, verse 31. It says, Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me. For it is written, I will strike down the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. But Peter said to him, Even though all may fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you that this very night, before a rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So Jesus had already knew, I think from the very beginning, Jesus knew that Peter was going to be a man that would deny him and abandon him. But Jesus started the process in Peter anyway. Because Jesus understands in all of us that we're all flawed and we're all going to make mistakes and failures. But I believe that God is so loving and patient that He wants us to learn. He wants to teach us through the process of life. Even when we fall, and I think this is something that we need to understand, that even when we fall or make a mistake or have a failure, there's always something to learn in those times of struggles, in those seasons where we're falling and, and far from God. We should never let our failures go to waste. In, in Proverbs 24, verse 16, it says, For a righteous man falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in time of calamity. See, we have an opportunity in failure to, to look back in our lives and to say, Man, where can I improve? Look at our flaws and say, Man, where do I need the most help? And God, how can you help me? How can I overcome these things? See, living righteous, it's not about being perfect. It's not about not falling, but it's about getting back up and saying, God, I'm willing to try again. And how can we ever get back up if we can never admit that we have fallen? How can we ever overcome our flaws if we can never admit that we actually have them? We must be people who say, man, I got problems. I have issues, but I know that God is willing to help me and put me through the process of life to teach me how to live for Him. There's something so important about this process. There's something so important about, one, understanding that we have, the, we have flaws, and two, allowing God to teach us through a process. In James chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, it says, Consider all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. We love the lacking in nothing, man. I want to be perfect. I want to be complete. But what it says is there's going to be things in life. There's going to be trials in life, times where you have to endure, times when your faith will be tested. But it's in these times that we become perfected. It's in the process of life, of understanding that God is going to help us through our flaws. He's going to help us overcome. It's understanding these things that will get us to the place of being perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So I want to encourage you today again. It does not matter what you're going through. It does not matter who you are, or what you've been through, or your past. None of that matters. All that matters is are you a person who says, God, I'm willing to open my eyes and see my problems so that you can help me. Jesus came again for sinners. He came for those who were broken and hurting and lost. And we have to admit that that is us. See, God will use imperfect people to accomplish His perfect will. I really hope this message encouraged you, opened your eyes to say, you know, although flaws are not a good thing, it's it's normal to have them. Everybody has them, but it's being willing to surrender them to God that makes the difference. So again, we're here out in the city of Hutto. We're getting ready to start Reclaim Church. Keep us in prayer. We're believing that God is going to speak to us and give us strategy to start this church, to get it going. If you want any more information on our church, you can go to our website, which is reclaimchurchtx.com. 
You can also check out our social networks, Facebook and Instagram. That's at ReclaimTX. Again, that's at ReclaimTX. Or you can send us an email, contact at ReclaimChurchTX.com. Contact at ReclaimChurchTX.com. Thank you for listening. We're excited for what God is going to do in the future. <laughs>